everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends at Big Pine Comedy Festival. Yeah. <laughs> like I keep thinking there's like a big, um, I keep thinking there's like, oh, he's got my phone. Yeah, thanks. Sorry, I forgot. That's not my. <laughs> you leave your phone somewhere and then it's just dick pic central. Just kidding. That's a great photo of my favorite people. Um, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, there's a lot happening. Yeah. No worries. Normally nobody talks to me, so this is like, <laughs> everybody's talking to me. Um, I was doing a perfect intro. Yep. Wings with friends. Nailing at Big it. Pine. Yep. Yeah. And Even then, pause for the applause. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes we've done this where there's like a live audience, but then Jack Jr. comes in and, and interrupts me uh, with the phone, but that's okay. You guys, I am joined with another super talented guest. Please welcome Drew Dunn. Thank you. How Thanks are you? I'm doing great. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. I've only seen you on posters. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Well, wanted or missing posters? No, yeah. no, because you perform here at House of Comedy. I do. Yeah. Tell, who are you, Drew? Tell us about yourself and what makes you so special. Uh, well, I think it's my smile. You know, I think it's my attitude and my my go-to, the gumption. Is it? Uh, I was being serious. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> uh, I wasn't clearly. Uh, I'm. Um, I'm Drew Dunn. I'm a comedian. I'm uh, touring all over. I'm based out of New England. I actually just moved to New York a couple of uh, months that's ago. That's awesome. So that's where I'm living now. Um, I'll be I'll be doing about eight years in January. So it's been it's been going well. Yeah, things are going great. Yeah, um, that yeah. is really cool. Um, what made you move to New York? What was that? What what went into that decision? Well, it was something that I always wanted to do uh, because when you when you're a comedian in New England, you kind of see what the progression looks like you know if you don't if you stick around for too long you end up i mean you can you can make a good living doing stand-up comedy in new england you can you know especially if you start doing cruise ships and things like that but uh the ceiling is so low there compared to other places that i just felt like i had done everything everything really wasn't exciting anymore you know i was in at all the clubs and i was doing everything that i felt like i could be doing and i was like i need a new challenge i need a new uh, way to feel like if I'm making progress that I'm actually doing things that are exciting. And now that I'm in New York, I mean, if, uh, I'm almost eight years in and I'm excited to get booked on a random bar show yeah, again. You know? that like, that's, is cool. That's fun. New York intimidates the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely intimidating. I mean, I, I was uh, tactical with it with the way I went in where I was going back and forth yeah. for years. Because um, I was originally planning on moving there in 2017. Mm -hmm. I had won the Boston Comedy Festival. So cool. I was, yeah, so I was like, I, I think this is enough leverage for me to be like, hey, I'm I can fit in here or I can, you know, excel here. Um, so I was, uh, I didn't really financially, I wasn't really able to do it at that time. Yeah. So I just started kind of going to New York as often as possible. So there was a point where I was driving back and forth just to do like, you know, five minute bar or club shows on Sundays just because that's the day I could do it. And I would drive back to New England that night. So I'd be getting home at like 4 a.m. and then just, you know, having to do my Monday after that. So uh, to kind of try and slowly build that bridge so that when, because so many times when you move to a new scene, you have yeah. to restart entirely. Yeah. So I didn't want to have to do and that. And nobody likes somebody coming in new being like, I'm Drew Dunn yeah. from Boston or New England. Yeah, you got to know people, uh, especially in New York. That's what I've learned. It's like it's so much of a social ladder that you have to just know the right people and know this person. And, and that's how you end up getting on the show or passed at this club or whatever it yeah. is. So, and, and being in New England and, and touring and doing the road, I was meeting a lot of comedians. So it, it was kind of crazy how many people I forgot I knew once I moved there. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we met seven years ago or two years ago I or whatever that. it was. You what know? I've been finding about, you know, what you're saying really resonates with me. Um, doing festivals in different places has allowed me to check out 
scenes, meet a lot of different people, and I am finding myself now going like, oh, let me go to Vegas for a week, and oh, let me go to LA yeah. for a week. And it's kind of like taste testing it, seeing what I like, and I think the thought of moving really scares me, uh, not because I, just all the things that come along with it, Yeah. but I'm wondering if it's in, my, you know, like, mm, might be getting closer to something like that too. Sure, yeah, I mean, eventually you just got to kind of make the jump is, is what it was for me, like... Uh, I was. I almost moved to New York in March of 2020, which would have Oof. been terrible. Um, oh, before the pandemic. Yeah, like before the pandemic was a thing. I was because I did. I did the Just for Laughs Festival, New Faces in 2019. So after that, I you know I got some management out there, and I felt like I had some momentum. I was like, yeah, I, I can get in at a really good club and and start building around that. So I was like, I need to get here as soon as possible. So I'm married, so we're trying to find my wife a job out there yeah. and line everything up, find a place to live. Which back then it was crazy. Like, I bet it's a little easier now. It or? was. It's 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 crazy now, but it was easier when we were doing it because we started looking when the city wasn't fully back opened yet right. so um, a lot of the clubs were still doing only outdoor shows and we're like but they were they were gonna open in July so we're like I think we need to get here like right now um, Smart. so luckily we didn't sign a lease in March of 2020 that we wouldn't have been able to afford because all the road work I would booked yeah. fell apart as every other comedians did um, and now you know we were we were saving money doing everything we could over the pandemic my wife's doing great so now we're able to like move there and and live together and not have to worry about this like yeah. back and forth and this, you know it's like when when things when it's the right thing it works out you know it, it's a totally. little i'm not saying it's easy but it, it flows you know yeah, and it, it needed nice. to, it, it's, it's all about timing with stuff like that yeah. and if you if you rush and do it too early you can regret it and if you wait too long you can regret it too so i just knew i needed to get there just to make it fun again you know and, yeah and, and, and so exciting. you travel all over and you're from new england and so now i'm thinking about when you perform here in yeah. arizona what do you think about arizona audiences and when you perform it how's the comedy here is there a difference is it a stark um, contrast uh not not too harsh of a contrast, I'll say. Uh, I mean, some cities are definitely different than others, but there's also just like, even in New England, there was different sects mm. within New England that you'd have to kind of balance what you're saying or how you're saying it. But because of that, I always tried to write jokes that weren't, you know, dividing the room or, or that could appeal to anybody. So, or, or weren't too local for that reason, yeah. you know. I didn't want to have like a bunch of Massachusetts references and, and things like that. But I do always try and write a joke for wherever I'm going. So, like when, I, when I'd come to Phoenix, I'd write a few jokes about my thoughts on Phoenix and, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I'll say Phoenix audiences are very open. They are they are willing to laugh at at literally anything. I, yeah. I think we have a lot of stuff you can laugh at us here for with like our rock landscaping and yeah. the scorpions and dust. Well, I was making fun of the misters and yeah. uh, stuff like that. You know, I just the fact that somebody settled, like somebody just stopped in the middle of the desert and decided to make a city here is is pretty wild. Well, if you think about it, they were running away from New England. Yeah, they were. <laughs> like they were. we don't want well, that was your rule. And and not yeah. what monarchy? I don't know. Well, the joke I was it was like somebody got a letter from their brother like you know three months ago that they sent and they they were like there's paradise out west if you just head west and then they stopped here in the middle of the desert like this is it this well, is it this is paradise yeah unpack the wagon we're here we're here. It's a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Mormons really settled a lot of this area yeah, the more right. and they were really fleeing that area. Yeah, they were really actually. trying to get out. I um yesterday I drove from Tucson to Phoenix because I was doing shows there. And every time I'm kind of driving through the desert or whatever, I think about the Wild West. And I'm yeah. like, they had to ride horses. Crazy. And my dad told me this story about, like, I'm from California, though, but I've been here a long time. But still, my dad told me this story, or maybe he read it somewhere, like, um, Wyatt Earp, let's see, one of those famous guys that's sure. in the movie. His, his brother was, like, the mayor of Prescott, which is a little bit in North Arizona, you know, and he wrote to him saying there's a lot of unrest, he needs his help. 
And so he took the trip and came to help him, like, settle shit or whatever. Okay. But that must have been, like, a two-week horse ride yeah, yeah. through the desert. That's wild. There's no water. Like, I don't know how these people served. The, they didn't the survive. Commi- I said a lot of them didn't, right? <laughs> a lot of them. Anyway, that's boring. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> but I think this is my imp- Are you from Massachusetts? Uh, I was born there originally, yeah. Where did you live before you moved to New York? Uh, I lived in New Hampshire. Okay. You know, Brian Glowacki also had to correct me because I keep thinking, oh, Boston, Boston. It's like, no, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm from, it's not. Yeah. There's more places. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, a lot of people, regardless of where they're from, they'll tell you that they're from Boston. Really? You know? Yeah, they're just to make it easy. And it's that's endearing. why I tell people half the time, too, just because if I say I'm from New Hampshire, especially as a comedian, they're like, oh, what's that? Like, I'm like, this, the comedy scene is Boston. It's like, like there's other stuff outlying, but the core yeah. of the comedy I see. It's kind of like Phoenix. That's there. Everything else is just Arizona. Um, But I think people just—it's endearing. I think the rest of the country really likes Boston and and the East, like New England area. To a point, I think a lot of people have (laughs) distaste for Boston. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Between our sports and our <laughs> history for racism and things like that, you know, <laughs> so I stand Boston doesn't always have the best rep. Uh, well, let's talk about wings then. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about wings. Let's get on a lighter Historical topic. Historical oppression. Yeah. No, um, we had wings. You're the first guest today where we were actually able to eat some yeah. wings before, but it's cool. They were busting them out for us. I'm a go-to wings guy. Too. Do you like wings yeah, in your real wings. life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a place in uh, New York or even back home that you get wings at regularly? Uh, I have a place back home. I haven't found my New York spot yet. I've tried a bunch of different like pizza places and things like that but uh this place uh tj's makes really great wings nice what do they do what makes them special i don't know i don't know what it is like i don't know the secret but they're just like they're really crispy the chicken's always juicy i don't know if they brine them the chicken wings before or something like that but that would be good but that's like how you just lock in that moisture and make them really really good it's like care i I like people when they care about this shit they're making yeah exactly exactly um i like that so the what kind of wings did you have here i just had the garlic parmesan is that what it was, oh, yeah. that one was easy to identify. Yeah, yeah. Had all the par- I think so. Yeah. Were they good? They were good, yeah. I mean, I, I like a more garlic parmesan that's like a moist uh, rather than like a rub or something like that. I like them when, when it's like that sauce. Like Buffalo Wild Wings has a, it's a wet, it's almost like a salad dressing. Yeah, yeah. They, I like their sauce a lot, yeah. And you can actually dip the potatoes. Like, I got a side of that sauce extra and like dip the potatoes I bought in a three-pack of Buffalo Wild Wings sauces. Oh, really? And that I didn't was know you could do that. You could buy like their actual sauce. At Walmart. Sauces. Really? At yeah, Walmart? I, wow. So it came with Thai chili, a, I think barbecue Thai chili, and garlic parm and what i would do is make chicken tenders in the air fryer ah. and then toss them in the sauce but the the chili one that they have is really good on salmon yeah yeah so i use yeah those sauces did but me how, well how revolutionary is the air fryer in the wings game i mean now we can all make wings like you're we don't having to throw out a freaking quart of oil every time you do it in your house or set the whole damn place I've on done fire that, like, yeah. yeah you're right i feel like the air fryer is like the new Micro like the what microwave did oh, yeah, a long totally. time ago. Yeah, th- yeah, and and it makes it better than the microwave. I mean, I, if you tell like if I tell my friends I use it in the microwave now, they're like, what are you doing? Like, use like, <laughs> right. I think it's as revolutionary as that was back in the eighties. Yeah, that totally. Oh, you don't have to start the oven and, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah right. And it's crispy. And it's actually crispy. Yeah. Yeah, I do steaks in my air fryer, yeah. salmon, sausage. You and like everything. reheating pizza too in the air fryer. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes I'm ashamed of how much I talk about food, <laughs> but it's universal. Well, you also, know? this is a wings podcast. How could you? This it is really what it's is. All about. That's why I started it. Well, let me ask you some questions here to figure out your wing constitution, Lay Drew Dunn. Okay, when you and just this is just your ideal. You know, it's not like this is your only one you're gonna have forever, but sure. you know, ideal. Do you go for a drummy or a flat? I go for a drumstick usually, just because ease of access. You know, I know there's tricks to eating the flats. You twist them and break them and suck them right off. But <laughs> I feel like the uh, 
suck them right off. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, uh, but the drums for me are just—they're just classic. You just bite handle, in, you turn yep. around, it's all done. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you like ranch or blue cheese, or neither or both? Uh, I'm I'm usually a go-to ranch with buffalo. I'll usually have blue cheese, but if I have ranch, I'm not one of those people that's like, "What are you doing? You having ranch with you?" It's like I just I just yeah. So ranch is ranch your is go-to. Ranch is good with everything. Where blue True. cheese is really only good with buffalo for me. Yeah. Like I can dip a teriyaki wing in ranch and I'll be happy. Yeah. You know? I'll dip a lemon pepper in buffalo in yeah, blue that's, cheese. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now I'm thinking about. <laughs> uh, now we're thinking about ordering more wings. Do you do carrot, celery, both, or neither? Ah, uh, carrots usually. The I carrots? just don't like celery. I don't know okay. why. I think I think I had any bad experience when I was a kid or something. People know. have strong feelings about celery. I've been noticing. Really? No, they're just like, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I just know don't put it down the garbage disposal. Really? Yeah, because those strings will just get caught in your garbage disposal ah. over time, and it'll fuck it up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, no, I'm a carrots guy for sure. Do you like a wing that's dry rub or sauced? Sauced. Sauce sure. wing. Sauce wing, yeah. Do you like spicy? Yeah, yeah, not super spicy. Like, I did the Hot Ones challenge. Really? I, did, I don't know if you've done on that. On the podcast? Uh, not on the podcast. Oh. No, they wouldn't have me. I keep writing, but they won't have me. Uh, <laughs> I, we, You can buy all the sauces. Oh, and we, yeah. So my, my brother-in-law was, like, obsessed with that show, so he just bought all those sauces, and then we just got a bunch of wings from a few different places around town. It's and, a lot uh, of effort. It was a lot of effort. We had, like, ten you of us there doing it. see how hard it is to get one set get of wings for one pot? <laughs> By the way, yeah. that's I'm saying this because I'm about to say, everybody's like, wings, with, is that, like, Hot Ones? And I'm like, no. Yeah. No, and just, why would I do the same podcast yeah. as, that's famous? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, let me have a my favorite murder here while uh, we're at it. But that was like that was an experience to do the all really? those to go through the progression of those sauces was like and some of them were actually really good and die? like really tasty. I was eating ice cream by the end of it. I was just I had like a Ben and Jerry's pint and I was just then, smacking my tongue on what it. What happens to your stomach? At the, I'm at the I'm at the age now. It's like you got to be careful. Oh, I've had stomach problems my whole. I had ulcers when I was 21. Shit. I was I was hospitalized and like I almost died. And you still did the hot ones challenge? Yeah, I was willing to risk it. You know, it's all about committing to the game. I, I have think. noticed, you know, the pandemic, I've been doing this podcast over Zoom. So what I'll do is send people money to get wings or make wings or something. Oh, cool. And then I don't eat them. And I think I've needed that break because it's like, yeah. it's, I love buffalo and good blue cheese. Me too. But that combo, I think it's like. I've, oh. I've had to slow down because for me, every place I go, I'm like, get me the spicy, get me the buffalo. Like if they got chicken, I want this, you know, that's what I want. I want that spicy tank, like flavor. And now I'm like, I think I should go for like a, you know, a chicken bacon ranch or something. Like I need to slow it down. I can't because there's just days where I'm like, why did I yeah. do that? Especially yeah. after the hot ones thing. Like it's fun in the moment. Everyone's doing it. There's energy in the room and stuff. But the next day we're all just like, ah, oh, this is oh, terrible. Burning. <laughs> like, and then the yeah. dairy after. Yeah. Uh, on top of everything. Yeah. Was, Look at us. Wild. We're so old. I know. Um, okay. So you said sauced. Sauced. Next for question. Sure. Um, how many wings can you eat? What's your number? Wow. How many can I eat? Uh, definitely over 12 if okay. I had to. Because they used to do a, uh, when I was in high school, they would have a 10-cent a, a wing night at like a place, a Smoky Bones. So yeah. we would just, uh, that's like everybody would just go there. And you would um, you would order 12 at a time. And I would just plow through could those. Could you do so 24? I pro If I really wanted to hate myself, yeah, I think I could do 24. But that would that would be like the last probably five or six would so be work. So maybe 16 would be ideal? Yeah, I think 16, 16 I could probably get through. Especially if I'm hungry. Yeah, if I hadn't yeah. eaten in the day and all of a sudden there's 16 wings in front of me, yeah, they'll go away. So that would make your wing constitution, Drew. And you can put this on your resume as you can put it on LinkedIn. Please. You know, just a good personality test. Yeah. You are a DR sixteen. <laughs> DRCS sixteen. Yeah. Okay. And that you know, like you might want to talk to your wife and and find out. Like she's. Yeah. Do you know what kind of wing she goes for? Wing, uh, drum or flat. She 
she usually goes for drums. Okay, she, so you're a two-drum family. We're, we're a drum family. Um, that could cause hope, problems. Hopefully, we're going to have flats for our kids one day. Yeah, because somebody's got to eat the flats. Somebody's got to eat the flats. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kind of inferences you can make. Yeah. You know? I think if, if one person likes blue cheese, it's good if both, because then you can seek out a good blue totally, cheese. Totally, totally. You know? But ranch is, is universal, like yeah. you said. I think you need to start a dating app with this as, yeah. as the algorithm. Well, I'm 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 even going beyond <laughs> that. You know, I want people to talk about it in their job interviews. Yeah, and right. You don't really know what kind of people you're gonna get. Yeah, if I'm in a job interview, like, do you have any questions for us? Like, yeah, actually, what's your wing constitution? Is yeah, it? <laughs> and if they say boneless, you're like, get out of here. Why? That's not a wing. That's a chicken nugget. It what is. are we doing? Yeah. And we were making fun of people for it, but I will admit, sometimes we get tired. Sometimes I just want to eat without oh, I, thinking yeah, too no, hard. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not gonna not eat uh, them. Of true. course, I'm gonna enjoy it. We don't have a vegan option. There's a couple of vegans. I, so I've let some vegans. I'm like, I'd rather have the interview yeah, than, yeah. than shame you for wings. So. <laughs> right, right. Um, what, Drew, what has been, thank you for participating. Of course. That's wonderful. What has been like your favorite moment so far in comedy? Um, hmm. Somebody's dying over there. Uh, probably probably the uh, the Just for Laughs Festival, honestly. I bet. You mentioned that, and it's like, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Tell me about that. Yeah, so that was like... Uh, um, just a long process. I mean, I, I auditioned for it in February and then, you know, was in a little bit of contact with the booker for it, but not, I didn't really hear anything until about a week before the festival, which was in July. So I was like, uh, they're like, hey, by the way, you, uh, and the, the guy kind of tricked me on the phone. He's like, hey, I got some news for you. Ooh. Like, uh, you know, we're definitely going to keep an eye on you moving forward. Uh, I was like, Ugh. and he goes, but you better deliver because you're going to Montreal. Oh, I was like, fuck oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we're doing it. And I was like, I, I, that's the one thing I wanted. I knew if I could just get in front of some some people and do my thing that it would be great. And um, I was coming off of like a NACA festival and the, uh, the the Seattle competition. So I was I was ready to go. I was very excited. Um, went out there. I drove up. So I was planning. I, I, I was living in New Hampshire. So I was just going to drive to Montreal, save some money on flights and stuff. Um, I go to drive up. My wife was working at a bank at the time. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to say goodbye to my wife at work. And then I'm going to drive up. And while I'm there, my something just pops in my engine. And I'm like, what the hell? So I go out and I look in my engine like I'm going to know. I, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> but I'm going to like, let me pop the hood. Take a peek. <laughs> yeah. What's going on under here? And it was, I, I actually looked and I was like, I think I can actually tell what's going on. <laughs> like there was oh. a, the, one of the belts that would normally be there just wasn't there. And it was just flapping. So I was like, I think that... Whatever that belt is, is probably the issue. Luckily, there was a garage like right across Rats. the street from where my, my wife worked. So I just like pulled it in. And like right when I got into the parking lot of the thing, it started smelling. I was like, hey, something broke. And they're like, it's going to be a while. We're full today. And I was like, uh, okay. But I was like, I have to go to Montreal. Yeah. I, like, I spent the whole day before like washing my car, yeah. and, you know, making it clean and stuff like that. And uh, so I, I walk across the street to my wife's work. And I'm like, hey, I need your keys. Uh, my car's over there. Here's my credit card. Pay whatever the bill is that it comes to, and it'd be like 500 bucks or whatever. And I just took my wife's car and drove to Montreal. Uh, <laughs> she, my car was luckily done by the time she got out work. This was at like maybe oh, you know good. 10 or 11 a.m. Oh, so they like did get that. it that day. Yeah, so okay. they, got, they got it done that day. Luckily for her, and um, uh, if not, you know, she we're, we were in with around family, so like her brother or mom yeah. could have picked her up or something. But um, yeah, so then I, I'm, I drove up to Montreal. Um, had that first day off, just like an orientation. You get to go see the theater you're going to perform in. And then you get and to what watch. what year was this? This was 2019, so right before the pandemic. It's the last one they actually did in yeah. Montreal. Um, <clears throat> so I got to watch somebody else's showcase, the, the rep showcase. I did unrep because I didn't have any management mm -hmm. or agents at the time. Um, and I just kind of saw what it was, and I was like, wow, this is great. Like, as the theater's full, these people are doing really well. And I was going the next day, and then you, you have six minutes to do your set. 
And I was like, I think I'm doing seven minutes. And I was like, because I just, I knew the jokes I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. it was like six mm-hmm. and a half. And I was like, I'm just going to do the set. Like, that's what are they, that's what are they, I was like, what are they, Well, it's like 30 seconds to a minute. I was like, what, are they give me points off? Like, I'm already here. It's I'm not doing, a competition. Exactly. It's not a competition. It's, like a sh- it's a showcase, That's right? what I mean. Yeah. So I'm like, what's an extra 30 seconds, especially if it's going well? So yeah. I ended up doing about like six and a half, seven minutes. I got six applause breaks in that yeah. six minutes. So I was like, this is like the set. I uh, was very happy, and then after that, it was all just collecting business cards and talking to people and, and trying to, like, manage that whole thing. And then you do a next sh- another show the next day, and it's it's just a crazy experience to go from, like, you know, only seeing people on their podcast or on TV or yeah. whatever, and then all of a sudden you're, you're saying, like, hey, get out of my way. i got to get to the bar or something like that. Like, you know, like did, you're bumping elbows with these people. Did it change things for you? Did, was it the boost that we all wanted to be? Uh, it was it was for me to a point. I mean, definitely having COVID the year after didn't yeah. help me because any sort of, like, TV opportunities that I had momentum for or were no longer happening so now i'm trying to kind of get those gears turned back and uh get things going but it was definitely like that bridge i needed to get me to new york and be in a in an a club and and get some management and get people that'll kind of put me out there and and stand behind me so that is so good i'm so i'm so happy to hear this story because i think i mean for me as a you know budding committee or whatever you want to call it like coming up you want to you want to see or hear firsthand what that path is like totally um and then also just to be around people who have done it it's really cool like yeah it, it was it was really exciting at the time it's one of those things that still has value especially in new york yeah like it, it, it's helped me get booked on shows and just kind of get my foot in the door in some places it's it still holds it still holds value it's one of the few things that really does and did you get starstruck by anybody you saw there um, or do you get starstruck? No, I don't really get starstruck that much. I get like, oh my god, they're right there. That's like, it's, what that it's, is. Yeah, That's but, starstruck. Yeah, but I'm not like, oh my god, like, <laughs> oh my god. Like, like I can still talk to them, I think, and have a conversation. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anybody off the top That's of my okay. head that I saw. That uh, let like, me ask yeah. you. So going in to do a showcase like that, it's a big deal. Do you um, like how do you like prepare, or do you get really nervous? Like I always feel like before something really big. I almost psych myself out and choke, you know, yeah, or yeah. I don't, I don't think I have, but it's like, you get, I get a little too crazy when it's like a big deal. Like, sure. how do you calm yourself enough to do a good job there? Uh, part of it is just uh, like pretending like I've been there before. And, and part of it was like, I had sort of been there before doing like the Seattle competition. I was there for a month. I ended up yeah. winning, winning the festival, but I was there when you do it that long, you're, you're doing theaters every night, like yeah. by the end of it. So I was doing those same jokes in a theater setting, so I was like, "All right, we're just doing this again." And so like I, this is normal. For yeah, me. so I kind of like you just gotta kind of get, you put yourself in that mindset and not and not like freak yourself out yeah. to the point where you're you're gonna choke. And also, I mean, if you keep going, I, I used to play baseball, so if I would go up to the plate saying, "Oh, don't strike out, don't strike out," don't, you're gonna strike out every right, time. Right. But if I go up there saying, "We're gonna kill, we're gonna do our thing," and like then that's what's that's it. I have a better chance of that happening yeah. at least. So, uh, but practice, practice, practice. I mean, I was running that set consistently. I was doing every show I could around Boston to to get ready for it and. And then once it was finally there and to have the day off before was not ideal. I would have loved to have said right. it. And I guess they used to do that in the festival, but they stopped doing that because then industry would go in and like swoop people up before they would uh. even have a chance to like do their set or whatever. But um, sounds yeah. magical. Yeah, it was a lot. It was, really it was really cool. really fun. Yeah, definitely. So what's next for you? What do you want in the short term? Like the next year, the next two years, what would you like to have? We'll put it out there and it will come back. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be. I want to at least have an audition at the Comedy Cellar before the end of the year. Yeah. That's, that's a big goal for me. Um, I want to get on the road more. I want to do more clubs. I want to see more of the country and, and perform. Um, and then on top of that, I want to you know just keep doing what I'm doing as far as you know posting stuff online, keep building an audience, and uh, I'm working on some some projects like a movie and animated projects. That's so and stuff great. Like that. So just trying to keep those things moving and, and see what happens. 
I love it. I'm so glad I got to talk to you and got to know you because um, I, I work here often. So, you know, I'm always looking at the posters or yeah. the digital posters. I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this Justin Bieber? Look like. <laughs> Just, I'm sure people say that to you. All they the time. make fun of yeah, me. Yeah, and then I say, Justin Bieber doesn't look like this anymore. He looks like. <laughs> Now he looks like a weird mixture of Eminem and Ellen DeGeneres, and then and then people are forget. Yeah. Yeah, he looks pretty messed up. Um, okay, here's my real last question. Okay. You're, you're stranded on a desert island, and you can have one meal. What meal would it be? Oh wow. And this used to be formerly known as "What's your last meal?" Yeah. But that yeah. was too morbid because it's morbid. like, why is it my last meal? Right, right. But this is probably still your last meal on that desert island. So. Uh. Honestly, I'm probably going for wings. I'm going with some really? some, either some sort of chicken strip or, or wings with like a like a you know a sauce like a honey chipotle chicken? type sauce with ranch and and some fries. Would yeah. you do a dessert? Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. Last meal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gotta have a dessert. What would that dessert be? Uh, probably probably either like a like an apple pie. Yeah, probably apple sliced apple pie with like an ice cream, a vanilla ice cream vanilla scoop ice on cream. top. That sounds great. Good choice. Yeah. And you can just shit your pants until you die. Exactly. I'm down. <laughs> I'm on an island. Fuck it. <laughs> I love it. Where can people follow you, Drew Dunn? Uh, you can follow me on all social medias on at, at, at Drew Dunn Comedy, and then uh, go to my website, DrewDunnComedy.com, if you want to see any anything else. I love it. Um, I just followed you from my uh, Mary Upchurch Comedy and from Wings with Friends, awesome. so that it'll be really easy to tag you. Perfect. Yeah, I'll follow um, you back. So, yeah, everybody else out there, please uh, follow Drew Dunn. Followings with friends and you know Mary Upchurch comedy. That's that's what I'm doing this for. You know, it's 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 how we. Get <laughs> Never mind. Shut up, Mary. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us with another Big Pine episode for Drew Dunn. I'm Mary Upchurch. See you later. Bye bye. Bye. Sorry, I'm trying to remember to get.